Welcome everyone and this week on my episode Monty Meet I have got someone who actually was the first person who was a Pakistan coach and the chief selector and he has been I think had a fantastic career fastest 50 in test cricket as well for his composure a late developer but after Imran Khan this guy knows what leadership is all about I'll introduce you to Miss Allah Thank you, thank you, Monty. Thank you to have you. And after a long, long time, I mean, we were once competitive on the field, but it's always good that you sit with uh, uh, some some of the characters you played against, I uh, played with. So it's my pleasure. Yeah, like always, when people you know think about, like even I think about myself of Misbal Alhaq, I always think about leadership, composure. You know, someone who's my, it's just a natural born leader. Did that come to you just when you was from a young age? No, uh, unfortunately, it, it wasn't like that. I mean, during my school days, I remember uh, I was never a captain. I used to play as a player and always uh, loved the game, played the game with passion and enjoyed my performances. Uh, through my performances, I always tried to... Uh, get more out of myself for the team but uh, i mean first time uh, i was made captain that was i think uh, in first class for sargoda uh, uh, that was divisional team so it was it was something at that stage which came to me and then i thoroughly enjoyed that i always thought okay after that I had a lot of experience of Pakistan A and uh, leading different sides. So that was something uh, which is always challenging for someone. But I always just see that, that, okay, fine. I have to just put myself into the other players' shoes and think what what is good for them at this, this moment as a captain. What can I do for them? How can I help them? How can I use them? So that really helped me throughout my career. Enjoyed uh, captaincy and uh, loved the game. Loved everything, but it, it just came to my way. So what was the toughest place to tour or the toughest place to captain? Maybe a group of players that you thought, gosh, Pakistan cricket is unpredictable. One minute they're amazing. The next minute you don't know what they're going to do. And how, did you, how, were you, how, how were you able to manage that? It is always difficult if you talk about Pakistan or any other Asian country, especially India, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, any Asian because of culture, it's it's tough. It's tough because of different nature, um, psychologically, everybody is different. Uh, they come from different cultures. So it's it's always challenging and not only that you to how to manage the players, actually your communication and your coordination with 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 the top management and administration cricket board that is something also which is very very difficult in these countries a lot of pressure from press former cricketers so those things are always there and uh, normally that is something which you have to deal yeah because um you know you handling the pressure of being the head coach and the chief selector, something we've seen with England. Chris Silverwood did the same, head selector and coach. Um, what are the challenges that it presents when you take on both roles? 
It is as I always mention, uh, already mentioned that in our culture, uh, the biggest challenge is acceptance. I mean, people don't accept that because they are not used to it, and it's very, very difficult in uh, in in a society and culture where always selection committee is there, and people want uh, somebody to have. Uh, uh, you could say responsibility, less responsibilities, and obviously media pressure. That is that is too much. So it's it's not like in New Zealand or maybe in England that is something there, but not not like it is in Pakistan or India. So it was difficult. It was challenging, but at the same time, there are so many advantages of that. If you can handle that pressure, if you have that vision. I mean, sometimes what happens, selection committee have their own vision and uh, and the head coach have its own vision. But once both responsibilities are with the same person, then you can carry on your vision. You can pick the players which, which fit into your vision, how you're going to develop your team. And obviously, you, you take a lot of input from your team and your team management also. And obviously from the captain and you know that what we are doing and you are responsible for everything you cannot just hide behind the selection committee or anyone so in that way I think that is a very good idea but the other thing pressure obviously a lot of pressure massive pressure you just double the amount of pressure which only if you are a coach or a captain you could say 50% pressure but once it's it's the both, then it's a massive, massive thing. So what, what do you think England should do? Do you think England should uh, have a, a, a chief selector and a separate head coach since their ashes, you know, debacle? I mean, it's, it's very important. Uh, what I have said before, I mean, it's not about a person or it's not about uh, having separate uh, selection committee as just separate two things but it's important that the coordination should be there I mean if you have a selection committee good people in those that selection committee who knows cricket very well who knows that the who who the players are that can just go there at international level and perform for England and if they coordinate with the team management are the coaches they are in their communication is very good they are on the same page then that will definitely help more because the guys who are coaching they are concentrating on their own jobs they are just working with the guys and they are just trying to get those performances out of those players and the other guys they are looking at different players which can fit into the test side, the T20 side, because that's their full-time duty then. So, it can just, uh, you could say, share the burden and you get more out of that. But if it is not happening, coordination is not there, then having two different, I mean, selection committee is different and coaching staff is different, then it could actually hurt you in terms of your progress as a team. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it doesn't doesn't matter you can have combined roles or two separate roles, as long as the vision is on the same you know page, which is I, th I thoroughly agree. 
So let's talk about from your point of view in Pakistan, what do you think of the things that happen at Yorkshire? You know, some people believe that um, Yorkshire is an institutionally racist um, organisation. Do you think cricket has an issue with including everyone in the game? I don't think so. You can just generalize something like that. If someone comments on that or someone, only one person or a couple of persons do that and you just label the whole uh, county or whole team a whole contingent that, okay, that's happening there. I don't think so. It could happen anywhere. But overall, I believe that every person is different. Or you cannot just... Uh, basically judge someone on uh, on on uh, only the behavior of one person so i believe in every team in every country in every you could say county people are different you cannot just say that everybody is like that so uh, i think we should just we should just uh, see that in that way did you experience any racism in cricket no i don't think so and no, uh, Never, never had that sort of experience. I mean, I enjoyed cricket, playing cricket everywhere in the world, and never happened. I mean, uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, every country and wherever I played. Oh, brilliant! So, well, brilliant. I'm saying brilliant for you. There's other people out there who actually, you know, have different views, you know, about society. But uh, it's you can only speak from your own experience and. And yeah, that's you, it. Yeah, you were right. Uh, I mean, that that what I told you earlier that it it can happen to someone, but it, it's you cannot judge that it will happen to everyone. So I never just uh, had that experience. I mean, uh, it was it was good that wherever I played. I mean, sometimes from the crowd people will shout, but. You know that that happens in uh, in cricket, but that doesn't mean that somebody is just trying to do it on purpose. Uh, they want something else out of that. So uh, I think uh, I I was lucky that uh, never happened to me. No, th thank you. No, thank you for sharing that and, and being honest there. Um, we've been you know having breakfast together and uh, we, we're becoming you know got to get to know each other off the field a bit better um you, you had some really good views about the pandemic um what lessons can be learned since you know it's been covid yeah it's tough times i mean since covid arrived uh we being uh, because i i was i was the coach of pakistan cricket team at that time i know exactly why what we went through we were the first team to tour England at that time. And the kind of protocols and bubbles and this and that. Two years I worked for Pakistan team in that sort of environment. And I, it, was, it, was, it was almost impossible. I mean, you get into a bubble, you come out, you again into a bubble. Even at home, you're living in your home city, Lahore, where you have to stay away from your own family you cannot just join them they cannot join you you are in a hotel room you go to ground practice come back so it was tough and obviously from the experiences everybody have different experiences i mean sometimes you are in a bubble i was in a bubble in west indies i was very very careful i got covid 
sometimes you are going in in a crowd you are meeting people you are there for functions in pakistan you don't get covid sometimes you have a very close contact with someone still you don't have uh, still you don't have covid sometimes in west indies like uh, no close contact to anyone and still i got covid so it's pretty dodgy situation in terms of covid and uh, nobody exactly uh, been able to understand what's happening but i am not an expert on that i think all should uh, always care about themselves and others so there there is the most important thing in terms of that is your self responsibility i mean try to just follow those protocols and uh, try to just uh, be safe and that's how others can be safe but i mean i i personally think everything is suffering from that uh, from this covid and every now and then this uh, pcr testing it's it's difficult it's difficult so what was uh, tell us a, you know a story you know something that we don't know in the media someone that we don't know before that happened in a dressing room environment a fun story or a serious story anything in mind that you think the media don't know about <laughs> you are talking about cricket yes of course cricket <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there are it's it's difficult to just uh, recall something like that it's uh, such a quick notice <laughs> but uh, obviously so many things happen and uh, even in the last game it happened never we were sitting we were i will just tell you a story for the legends league last last game last night we were playing and we 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 were not scoring that quickly and asher was uh, sitting there padded up and taranga was batting on 60 something and Uh, I was just saying that if Taranga gets 100 in the next three overs, 35 more runs, we'll be able to score 200. And as I said, yeah, we also got seven, six overs to go. We also got chance to score 100. I was surprised. Okay, we are still still sitting out six overs, and he's saying that we can score 100. He went in. He exactly did that. He he scored sixty nine and seventy on twenty four, twenty five balls. So I thought, oh, that was going through his mind. He just he just delivered what he was thinking of. So we we scored one hundred ninety three, so seven short, and that was because of me because I scored only seven on seven balls. Otherwise, we crossed two hundred. Exactly, and and I think that's what it is. It's something about. the culture you know pakistani or afghan you know young cricketers coming through they they just you know without you know suddenly you 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 playing and they self belief their you know inner will power just comes through and that's does that just happen naturally because i hear that you may even become the next afghan coach we've got some rumors <laughs> is that is that true uh just keep that keep that like that <laughs> okay. unless something comes out okay that's that's our secret we won't mention it until it until it comes out looks very likely that could be the case um so 
I was also going to ask you, like, has there been a game when you played for Pakistan? Any off-field dramatic finishes that you thought, wow, that was an amazing game? So many. So many. And that's why I always appreciate the team, especially in test cricket. Oh, we we had some amazing wins. Even if you think about my last test game, Eunice and me retired in West Indies in 2017. And the way that game ended, I mean, second last over, last ball, there was drama. Yasser just get Gabriel. It looked like the game is going to be a draw. And Pakistan won, never won a test series there in West Indies. And the way the game finished, it just gone to the wire and just uh, get close right at the end. Everybody was sitting at the edge of their seats. So cannot forget that throughout my career and then uh, chase against Sri Lanka uh, at Sharjah I mean in the last session 300 plus runs chasing that chasing 377 in Sri Lanka at Palikili in the last inning I mean that was you were already just asking me any stories I mean we Sri Lanka scored 300 something in the first inning when the pitch was doing we won the toss we bowled and then we got out on 200 something they got a big lead and then uh, they went on to score and get a lead of 377 and what we was talking on the on the fourth day when we were going they were already 300 300 runs up Eunice Khan was sitting there and Eunice said in 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 the team meeting and me Bowlers, guys, they were five down. Bowlers, anything under, anything under under four hundred, get them. We will score the, those runs. Try to get them under four hundred. Bowlers went there. Imran Khan got fiver. We get them on a lead of three hundred and seventy-seven. Shan Masood got hundred. Yunus Khan got hundred and seventy something. I got 658 not out. We just stayed it on three wickets down on the last day of the test match. So that was something amazing. So so many Lords tests in England and then obviously one day series, first one day series win against South Africa and South Africa and the way we just won that game, AB was firing and they need only 30 runs on I think 50 balls. The seven wickets in hand. AB got out, everybody get close to me, I said, we are winning this game now. Hashim Bhai was playing 97. Suddenly, Saeed bowled very good overs. Suddenly, Shahid Afridi and uh, Junaid Khan, they bowled very well. And we, we won the game one run. So that was an amazing victory. First ever victory, one day victory. Those were, those were something as games which are very special for me yeah that obviously i i call you the mr press-up man since <laughs> your lord's you know 100 um even at your age you had great motivation for fitness um that like where did that come from you always you know like again you're leading from the front as a leader in fitness and um how comes you did press-ups at lord's yeah, I, I told that story before because uh, people thought at that time that this 
this is not right. Some of them said that this this might be disrespect to the England team. So I just said to everyone that this is not like that. I am the person who always respect opposition, respect everyone. This was actually a promise to the trainers. We went to train with the army trainers uh, there in uh, physical training institute in uh, Aptabad. So there we did uh, two weeks fitness camp with them and uh, there it was their protocol that whenever you come into the ground you do 10 push-ups whenever you leave the ground you do 10 push-ups and whenever you start an exercise you do 10 push-ups and whenever in break you are in between a little break in an exercise you have to do the push-ups so we used to do almost a thousand uh, press-ups every day in in the whole day in different intervals so a relation built we enjoyed that camp and uh, i just promised them that we are going to england just pray if i got if i will get 100 there i will do the press-ups and the salute to you guys so remember if i do that it's for you so i got 100 luckily in the first inning and then i did it for them oh that's beautiful what a lovely story and to do it at the home of cricket you know to get a hundred that's you know uh, that's your dedication you know to to keep really fit and um which is really you know good to see um okay so what's um what about you know now you know your what's the future hold for you you've done coaching become a chief selector i'm not going to talk about the rumors of becoming the afghan coach we'll wait until it gets announced in the media um what other plans you know do you have yeah, actually, uh, at the moment, I've been associated with a with a project uh, called C uh, called Children Heart Hospital. It's basically Chiri C H H R I in Pakistan and Lahore. It's for the children born with the congenital heart di disease, bore uh, in a heart, or things like that. So I've been working on that, uh, trying to just uh, gather funds for that. Constructions we already started because it's a massive thing in Pakistan. Every year, 60,000 children born with this disease, and uh, one third of them, I mean, 20,000 of them, required surgeries in the first year to survive. But we have only the capacity of uh, 4,000. Uh, which we can operate in Pakistan. 16,000 are in a hopeless situation. Every year, 16,000, and there is a backlog. So that's what I'm trying to work uh, with Pakistan Children Heart Foundation. I'm just uh, working actively on that because already this project's been delayed. So hopefully whoever is listening to that, they, they, they can support and uh, a lot of people in Pakistan and uh, America and, and different countries that are supporting this. So it's a cause which is, I think, very, very important at the moment for me and for all the Pakistanis. And rest, I mean, I'm with cricket also. Uh, I already mentioned that I love coaching. 
I just enjoyed coaching with the Pakistan cricket team, regardless of all the pressures. Working with someone, just sharing my experience with someone, and throughout my career, I mean, handling different teams as a captain, enough input to the coaches, learning from the coaches, experiences, and know that work I put in into my own game to change different things. Because I always say that I wasn't that talented like uh, maybe Sayyid Anwar or maybe Muhammad Yusuf or Zimamul Haq. I have to put in a lot of effort to just get something out of me at that level. So that that really helped me in that. And I enjoyed my time with Pakistan team. Uh, very good, very good, you could say, uh, uh, players in terms of their attitude, the way they just uh, especially value their uh, their hard work uh, to perform in international cricket. So that is their passion is their only thing that is making this difficult for everyone, for me also, staying in the bubbles, this COVID, traveling, staying away from your family and family can't travel with you most of the times that's the problem but i mean you cannot just uh, leave without cricket so you might see me somewhere coaching somewhere maybe helping some teams because we we, we cannot live without that yeah no i agree i must that must be really really difficult right now but you know, it's great to see that you're doing some charitable work and also you got that passion for cricket. Could you share the details of your charity, please? Yeah, it's, it's basically uh, the organization name is Pakistan Children Heart Foundation, PCHF. In America, it's PCHFNA, uh, Pakistan Children Heart Foundation, North America. And the project, we are diff doing different projects. Uh, one is which i'm concentrating now is i already told you chiri so it's children heart hospital and research institute we are trying to build that construction started and the rest we do operations we fund people uh, who who cannot afford surgeries because it's, it's expensive uh, so we we fund i already uh, funded uh, almost 2,600 children uh, who are now good after the surgeries. So we're just doing that also. And obviously we, we want to spend uh, more on human resource development in this regard because in Pakistan, we at the moment only have eight pediatric cardiac surgeons and they have to deal every year with almost 60,000 uh, children so that is a bigger challenge for us and uh, there are so many super specialties involved with that because you need uh, different cardiologists and you need different paramedic staff for that so I mean that's a challenge for us but uh, we're trying to work and hopefully hopefully uh, we'll just get through this Okay, well, thank you so much. And, um, you know, I wish you all the best for the future. And I'm sure, you know, the charities and there'll be coaching teams, they'll, you, they'll, your experience, you know, it absolutely is a requirement in cricket.
Yeah, thank you, thank you. I mean, this is what you have to do, whatever you learn through your career. I think the best way you can help, you don't want to impose those things on someone, but wherever if someone needs help and you can share your experience and knowledge to others, I think it, it will become easier for those guys to just uh, understand the game and uh, they can play it in a better way. If cricket is improving day by day, if you see even in Pakistan, I mean, Shaheen, Afridi, Babar Azam, Rizwan, Fakhar Zaman, and uh, Imamul Haq, these, these players, the way they are performing, I mean, they've already achieved what uh, most of us could have achieved throughout our careers. So, I mean, cricket is improving, players are improving, and uh, good luck to them. If we can just assist them a little bit, I think that is something you always look for. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I look forward to a great 2022 for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was pleasure uh, talking to you.